talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. All right, gentlemen, welcome back to Messy Christianity. Kevin, Brent, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Excited to be here. Awesome. <laughs> doing great. Now, you're wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. I that looks, am. That looks good on you. It's I'm in honor of my friend Brent right here. I am wearing my Star Wars t-shirt. Brent is wearing his traditional Carnegie, Carnegie. <laughs> but you're but you're wearing a baseball cap now. Yeah, it's kind of cold outside. I don't have much hair. Doesn't do anything for your ears, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's been a childhood issue, so I've just learned to live with it. Live with it. That's right. Yep. Were you ever called Dumbo as a kid? I felt like Dumbo as a kid. We never called that, huh? Not that I recall, but that may be something that's suppressed. We can actually talk about here. Kid, kids it may, just, might come out at some today's point. Today's topic. Kids can be cruel. <laughs> yeah, today's topic is transparency. You know, we, uh, I think I can speak for all of us, we strive to be authentic, and part of being authentic is being transparent. Mm. But we live in a world where it's kind of scary and dangerous to be transparent. Yep. I think a good way to start this today would be um, for us to live transparent from everybody listening today. So let's just go ahead and confess everything about us today. And <laughs> Jeff, why don't you go first? Just yeah, to... No, I'm thinking maybe not. Well, that concludes today's podcast. <laughs> we don't have no time, listening. right? <laughs> no, but actually you make a great point. Yeah. One of the things I liked about you, Kevin, when we hired you is that you had this phrase that we that you – I'm sure you didn't coin it, but you nope. stole it from somewhere and, and very – successfully used it <laughs> and it's a shoot your i'm gonna go, shoot, go ahead and shoot go shoot ahead. the hostage shoot the hostage what yes. do you mean by that shoot the hostage is from the movie speed by the way but shoot the hostage is if there's a hostage situation and the person has the gun to the head of the hostage if you shoot the hostage now don't kill him but shoot him in the leg or something but if you shoot the hostage there is no uh control at that point then uh the leverage that they had is no longer there. So what I mean by that is shoot the hostage for us personally. And I, I, I live this out. I try to anyway, um, go ahead and admit the failure, go ahead and, and own the situation, lay it out there in front of everybody up front. And then the leverage is gone. You know, there's nothing you've already admitted. You've already told, you've already laid everything out there. And so, uh, at that point, the, the, I, I guess you can, you control the situation, you know? Yeah. Um, you have the power in that situation. Well, the only way somebody can manipulate you is really if they have a, a hostage situation, if they have right. power or leverage mm -hmm. over you. And typically that's something that's either embarrassing or something that points out your failure, whether right. whether it's moral or, or something. But In our world, we call it blackmail. You know, Yeah, Someone's, blackmail. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. They make movies out of that, right. TV shows out of that. You know, that's actually one of my pet peeves is when people try to manipulate me. What did you say? Despise what did you say last? None of us in this room are aspiring to run for political office or yeah. anything. But but what did you say last week about if you ever do run for a political office, you would? Oh yeah, I would go ahead and just name every single thing <laughs> I've ever done. Yeah. I would open up closets and I yeah. would I would lift up mattresses. And, right. I mean, it's it, we live in a climate now where literally you cannot be a human being. And, and be a public figure without right. somebody throwing it back in your face. And that's yeah. really sad because yeah. that's, you know, we're humans. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my favorite, uh, hey, Brent, you're, getting, you're, you're in the conversation too, sorry. <laughs> I'm listening. He's listening. <laughs> of course be quick you are. to listen, slow yeah. to speak. So, of course, you're, it's those ears. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, gosh, what was I saying? Dang I it. don't know. You got off track here. So. Oh, man. But I, I can't even remember what I was saying. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no we're talking about being transparent today, so living a transparent life. Well, then it also begs the question of what does it mean to be transparent and to mm-hmm. what degree are you transparent? Yeah. Because the things that you confess to a spouse or to a family member is not something necessarily that's confessed to the public world. One, the vast majority of people are not running for political office. And even then, is that truly fair that someone in political office has to be accountable for something that was said, done so many years ago that it's not even relevant to today? And you look at the scripture. The scripture, that's what I was actually was looking up when I was being quiet, was James five sixteen, <laughs> oh, which yeah, which says, yeah, I do, yeah. which says, so then confess your sins one to another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a good person is a is of a powerful effect. Mm. And so, just the thought process that uh, as we carry the weight of unforgiveness of sin, the very fact scripture that we we should confess it, but there's multiple scriptures dealing with the confession of sin, and Jesus is the high priest. Jesus is the mediator between God and man. And so there's no, therefore, according to New Testament tradition, not the necessity of confessing to a priest, but yet the Bible still talks about confessing to one another. And so there's that transparency. At what level, for for those that are listening, for those that are in ministry, am I held at a higher standard of transparency Mm. simply because I'm on staff at a church versus... Someone who's not versus someone who's a Sunday school teacher or they cook breakfast in the mornings at the church or they sing on stage. I mean, where is that line of transparency and how is that how is that equal? How what does it look like in one church compared to another Mm -hmm. church, one denomination compared to a denomination, a different denomination? That's a very large degree to Mm -hmm. of of ways to look at this. Well, that's actually what I was going to say earlier, is that one of my pet peeves is when people throw out the pastor card. You know, you're not allowed to think that. You're not allowed to say that because you're a pastor. Yeah. And so I'm, and, and in my head, yeah. sometimes it comes out of my mouth, but in my head, I'm going, where did you get that standard? Right. Like, I'm not allowed to think. Like, like somehow being a pastor, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on that. And and there are things that that are perceived to be pastoral that really, I mean, th- does that make sense? They're they're just not like, yeah. like like you're going. Wait a minute. If 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 that's the so, what about being a Christian? You know, can I right. can I can I throw throw that back? I, I haven't really formulated that in my head yet. I'm just thinking out loud. Well, Try to be transparent here. Yeah. If 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 the um, let me try to form this sentence out loud here too. If all of our thoughts are um, golly, I don't know how to say this. The Bible talks about taking every thought captive, mm-hmm. and so. It, as Christians, it's not like we suddenly have a mind cap that just now it's only, yes, we are to think pure thoughts. We are to think holy thoughts. That's the way we are to think, but we still battle that flesh. And so uh, there is a battlefield of the mind um, that is going on. So Brent's question, you know, where is that standard and where is that line? I don't I don't know that, the, that there's a definitive line on that. And for uh, that's... Uh, I will say this, that I've seen extremes on this. I have yeah. seen um, those that completely are fake in everything they do, yeah. um, you know, and so uh, a former person in the past that, uh, you know, basically said that he never, ever gets angry, and him and his wife never, ever fought. This guy was in the ministry, you know, I thought, well, that's a red flag right there, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, dude. His wife must be dead. Yeah, right. I'm like, come on, it's, it's human, it's, talk, it's okay, you know. Um, so that's one extreme. Now, the other extreme... I know we've all dealt with this, but there's that that person that's in every congregation in America that um, they lay out 
everything all the time and you see them coming and you're like, oh gosh, you're in the grocery store. I know y'all have done this. I know everybody listening to this that's in the ministry has done this. (laughs) Next aisle, get behind the bread department, you know, just, (laughs) oh gosh, here they come, you know. So church members, we love you. If you're the one, we still love you. Um, You didn't see me in public stuck in behind the bread. (laughs) But now, that's now the, you, you know what's going to happen. Now. I know, I know. We're going to have a half yes. a dozen people or a dozen people go. I wonder if I'm the no, one. No, <laughs> you're not. If you if you're even questioning it, you're probably not. But but you know you know what I'm talking about. There's that other extreme that they lay out everything, everything. It's an emotional vomit. Yes, that's pretty vulgar. But but it's really what it is all the time. Well, with and no filter whatsoever. And they and and it's claimed as, oh, I'm just being transparent. Right. That's really just being foolish, though, isn't it? And it's why, in, in I know this is probably a little bit off topic, but it's why in what we do, we love testimonies. We love to hear a testimony. But there's always that fear when you yeah. hand the mic over to somebody in a live audience. And we know which people, like, we better be really careful with this one. Um, they ain't no telling what they're going to say, you know. So. so should there be guidelines of transparency or should there be levels of transparency? And awkward silence. Because I would say yes. I would yeah. say nobody should be fully transparent to everyone. But when I say transparent, I don't necessarily mean uh, authentic. I mean we should not let everybody know all of our business. We should have different levels of relationship and different levels of intimacy with people yeah. to where some people we are fully transparent so and some people we're very guarded and we have to be fully transparent to a smaller group or to a group to truly have accountability yes yeah and accountability is something that everyone should strive for in their christian walk regardless of occupation regardless if they're on staff or what they do mm-hmm. we we have to be held accountable and that's part of the reason for the body of Christ surrounding itself. One of the things that I'm always encouraging folks is to surround themselves with godly men and women who will encourage them and equip them right. and hold them accountable. Because without accountability, you can be authentic as you want, but even authenticity can be skewed sure. if it's I'm authentic about the wrong thing. Yeah, right. I mean, going back to all of us who are in youth ministry at, at some point in our the old phrase, you know. Teenagers get an accountability partner. There's nothing absolutely wrong with that at all. Um, as adults, we need that's what you're talking about. Um, and I, I think, you know, the way that breaks down in a local church is you have the big public service. You have the small groups, whether it be Sunday school or home groups or whatever. And then even within that, that's where you can find that that person of peace that you have that, um, you know, that's that's the one person, the two people that you meet with that uh, don't hold anything back. Um share everything with each other. Absolutely. And I also think, let's not rule out the role of the Holy Spirit in this and the transparency to God. We think sometimes that we don't have to be 100% transparent to God. And I think what we are, we're fooling ourselves Mm -hmm. when we do that. I love this psalm that David wrote. He says in Psalm 32, Then I confessed my sins to you. I did not conceal my wrongdoings. I decided to confess them to you, and you forgave all of my sins. But there's an intentionality there that David's crying out and says, I chose to confess. Even though you already knew, you know my deepest, darkest secrets. You know when I rise and when I sit down. You know everything about me. You formed me. You spoke my name. Yet I'm choosing to hold myself accountable to your standards, O God. 
and and that's through that's part yeah. of the role of the Holy Spirit. I can I can be transparent or appear to be transparent to the rest of the world, and yet try to hide myself from God, and that's impossible. Yet through sin, that's what we end up doing. We, well, I would we, say we try to seclude ourselves. I would say though, you know, with God, there's we should be 100% transparent. I mean, we are whether we like it or and not. out loud, too. There's a power <laughs> yeah, I, in, in confession out loud. Mm-hmm. Now, we want to obviously sometimes, most of the time, do that when nobody sure. else is listening. Yep. But isn't there a power of us hearing ourselves say, Oh, God, I've sinned. This is my sin. As opposed to just in our head. Yes, completely. Um, I didn't mean to cut your thought off. No, well, no, that's... I, I, I'm going to go further on your thought. I think there is power in confessing out loud and saying those things out loud. Not to go into another whole podcast department here, but uh, the spiritual warfare realm, um, I, I think as you confess the sins, um, there needs to be a uh, a time of confession, but also a time of thankfulness and a time of um, proclaiming the name of Jesus in those times. Because in other words, we don't want to give... The enemy has ears, Um they don't yeah, yeah. inwardly know a thought, but they can hear a they can hear a word, um, and I think sometimes we can actually drift ourselves into um, thinking about <laughs> even living on, maybe even um, celebrating the sin itself. So yeah. it's just a danger area there. Yeah. I would just warn against. Um, but but Brent, your thought there, one hundred percent. We should we should strive to be transparent with God. Although I know you're right. I mean, Adam and Eve started that way back in the day. You know, they 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 tried to hide themselves so to not live transparent. Uh, in chapter one or chapter two, there Genesis. And transparency so. is a process as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, David talks about that in several different psalms. One of my favorite prayers is to pray for God to give me clean hands and a pure heart and a resolute yeah. spirit. And when I ask God, or when anyone asks God to purify them, to give them clean hands and a pure heart, and to mm-hmm. and my spirit and His spirit to be connected in one, what we're asking is for purification. Yeah. We're, we're asking is for God to bring to our mind trans. Um, transgressions against him mm-hmm. that we may not even be aware of. And so it's it's that chasing after transparency, that tracing after authenticity before God. Mm-hmm. Even though I may feel right now I don't have like an issue going on in my life, am I truly crying out to God, asking God to reveal any issues? That's that's a part of being transparent. Yeah. So what are what are requirements for a condition of transparency? In other words, what if if and I'm and I'm not talking about just be I'm not talking about just being transparent on the surface level stuff. I'm saying to be to be truly known, to really be able to share, say with a few few close people, this is the this is what's going on in my soul. What what has to be present in that relationship? You, there's got to be a trust in that relationship, and so um, I, I guess practical advice would be um, you you may not find the accountability person tonight and start tomorrow with that person you may find that person test the waters you know you you um i mean i that's just practical advice you got there's got to be a trust built there um so that, that you know that this person can um you can trust them with information and there's probably going to be a mutual sharing you know um <laughs> you hear about accountability situations and one person shares a lot of deep dark secrets and the other person's just you know, what was your sin this week? Well, I, you know, looked at pornography, and the other person is, oh, I, I ate I a brownie. Ate a brownie. Yes, yeah, so it's not equal here. You I know, watched I mean, The Bachelor, you know, right. something like that. 
<laughs> that's pretty bad, actually. <laughs> Joel. <clears throat> but so nice. um, that's his little I got private it. joke yeah. there. So I would say along those same lines, because I think in order to trust, you have to feel safe. Yes. And if you don't feel safe, say, safe with your words and, and safe that those words aren't going to be turned against you, safe mm-hmm. that you know, you're not going to be um, – Judged, you know, we like to throw that word around a lot of times, but that's that's the truth. Somebody who can say, you know what, you can tell me anything, and it's not going to change one bit my love for you. That's safe, right? And somebody will tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, we, we need encouragers in our life, but we don't need uh, to surround ourselves completely with encouragers. Um, you do need that person that's going to be honest, honest with us. You know, tell us the truth. Um, and and this just popped in my head, but if, if you got two people that are struggling with the exact same issue, that can be in a good account- accountability situation. But at the same time, there's a danger there of it yeah. falling into a, a justification and a, uh, um, you know, hey, you know, everybody struggles with this kind of situation. I can one-up you with how bad I was. Right, right. And then it just gets, yeah, worse. Well, so. they say misery loves, loves company. Right. And and I, I've been in situations before where where – you know, it was confession time, and it almost got like there was a celebration of, oh, gosh, you're really bad. Oh, yeah. well, I was really bad, too. And it, and it and it's really a, a sad, mm-hmm. sad condition when you get to that right. point because that's, that's devoid of truth. That, yeah. is, that is confession without truth. Hmm. I think another aspect of transparency is the authenticity heartbeat behind I do not have it all figured out. Yeah. And being transparent and being not necessarily being okay with that, striving to truly understand God more and know God more and chase after Him more, but realizing that we have not yet achieved. And even on this earth, no matter how long we walk with Christ, there's always one step more, ten steps more, another mile that we could go if we chose to go. So being transparent in in conversation, when especially when people are confiding in you, and or, or asking God-type questions, and I can look at them and say, I don't know the answer. I don't know why. Right. So transparency is, I, I, I don't have an answer for every what if, why did this happen, and and why me type mm-hmm. questions that are out there. All I can do is point people to the love of God through the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit that, that dwells within us. But that's a, that's really a struggle, sure. uh, especially for people that are, that are Sunday school teachers or people that are in some type of leadership role in a church. People look at them and expect them to have all the answers. I'm studying this book of Second mm-hmm. Peter. Therefore, because I'm teaching the book, I, ha- I need to have every single answer. And let's be transparent. We don't have every single answer. There are still things yeah. in the Scripture that every single person, hopefully I would say every single person, struggles with because there's some things that are just not absolutely clear. And yeah. being transparent about that, not trying to come up with an answer simply because you're asking me a question. It's okay to look at somebody eyeball to eyeball and say, I don't yeah, know. I'm chasing after God. I want to know. I'm mm-hmm. asking Him for more revelation. But mm-hmm. in this moment, I simply don't have an answer. But, you know, I, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, but to carry it a little bit further, I do think it depends upon the person or the per- the group or the situation you're you're in, and I, and I think what what we look to is what does love demand in any certain circumstance. For instance, my child comes to me and says, um, you know, tell me about tell me about sex, right? But my child is three years old. I'm not about to go into the same conversation that I would have with a 13 year old or a 15 year old. 
because the three-year-olds really they, they don't really know what they're asking and their brains and their their maturity can't mm-hmm. handle you know you can't handle the truth i mean mm-hmm. they 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 really can't can't get it at that point and i think that that's the same principle that we follow in transparency with spiritual struggles mm-hmm. i learned this the hard way i shared a spiritual struggle one time and what I didn't realize is that the people that I was sharing with, they weren't struggling with that. And so I didn't help them. In my mind, I was thinking, you know what? It's a good thing for them to know where I'm struggling. But what it did was it, it actually hurt their faith and it and it destabilized them mm-hmm. to a degree because because I was thinking differently. Because I was, it, from what I can remember the conversation, I was a little farther along in my walk with Christ. And so for me to struggle with it, it wasn't foundational. But for me to pass that burden to them... It was foundational, and I learned from that point. I go, you know what? I have to sometimes struggle in silence because struggling out loud, which actually is my tendency. I'm a verbal person, obviously. Mm -hmm. If I struggle out loud, I'm not loving that person. I'm actually causing doubt, and I'm causing fear. Mm -hmm. I tell my children all the time. I used to. I guess I do still. I say, you know, you don't need to be afraid until I'm afraid. If I'm afraid, you need to be afraid. And what I'm trying to communicate is uh, a, a consistency and a, and a stable. Right. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to help them not to be afraid at things that, yeah. that aren't really worth worrying about. But there is a time. But there is a time to mm-hmm. be afraid. And yeah. so, you know, as as I think through that, I go, you know what? There are times that I'm afraid, but I don't let it show. Mm-hmm. There are times that I'm I'm worried, but I don't let it show. But it. And only we know the motives of our heart. Right. So you're not being transparent, but you're doing it on purpose for a— Exactly. But, so in ethics or whatever we call sometimes there's a bigger purpose, uh, yeah. you know, to not live the transparency. So. Sometimes they need to see strength right. even when you don't have strength. And, you know, one of the leadership lessons I learned, too, is that we mostly lead without the full picture. But we still have to lead as if we know where we're going. Right. Which is tough because you do feel hypocritical sometimes. You know, you're standing out there going, hey, this this is the direction we're going. But mm-hmm. you're knowing in your heart of hearts that all you know is the next step. You right. don't see a bridge past the valley that you got to lead people through. That's not I don't. But I don't think that's being inauthentic or lack of transparent. I don't think there's a lack of transparency. I, I think it could be that at some point. But yeah. For the most part, it's it's a different kind of situation. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it did. I mean, in some of the situations, you're you're gonna admit that um, you're gonna admit that we're leaning on God and and uh, trusting in God for direction. Um, but but you, as the leader, you're taking the, you know, you're you're leading the the men over the hill into battle, um, and ladies. I'm just using a sure, poor sure. reference here, but um, so yeah, there there may be some trepidation in your own heart and and some nervousness. But uh, I can see what you're saying. You're uh. You're not laying it all your feelings out on the line, um, but you're going forward. So it's a tough one. It's a tough topic. Yeah, it is. It, on the surface, it's pretty simple. But yeah. once you really start peeling back the layers, yeah. being transparent is probably one of the most difficult things that we can do. But it's a necessary. Wasn't Jesus transparent? I mean, I'm, I yeah. think of in the garden when he was... With his disciples. Now we don't have the full picture there. We we just have a, a snapshot of what mm-hmm. went on. 
But he, he goes and he, he says to his three disciples, you stay here and pray and I'm going to go. And so he goes and he walks a little further and he, and he prays and it's like drops of blood. You know, the sweat is like drops of blood because there's such anguish and, yeah. and, and such uh, – uh, there's so much going on. He knows he's about to carry the weight of the sin of the world upon his shoulders. And yet he comes back and his disciples are sleeping. And, and you wonder how much – you know, to me that he was being incredibly transparent. But at the same time, how much of the transparency was actually – seen and how much was it right. appreciate you know i mean it's just this it's this incredibly intense picture of jesus mm-hmm. where he's going look i'm i'm being i'm being raw i mean there there was a risk that he took in doing that well look mm-hmm. at uh, so much of scripture ties in exactly with what you're saying the majority of the psalms is, yeah. is david <laughs> on a high note or david yeah. on a very low note you look at every single one of the prophets just about is heart-wrenching cries you know why am i the one that has to pass this message mm-hmm. on to the people you know you look at story after story so many of the writings of paul deals with guys i'm struggling with this too but i'm gonna do my best to to set a good example for you a it's lot all throughout the scripture a lot of the new testament is a is, uh, you, know, you look at the book of romans and, and it's a battle of this flesh and this spirit you know paul himself is there's a he, he says, I fought the good fight. My, my opinion is he's saying, I fought for holiness. You know, um, it's a fight. It's a battle. Um, you know, it's throughout the New Testament. Like you say, David, up and he's down. Um, that's, that is, to me, laying it out there, um, saying there's vulnerabilities in me. Um, and I think that's part word. of the struggle. I think it's part of the struggle that we see in the, at least Western church, because I'm more familiar with that than any other grouping. But the Western church... As Christians, we act like we got it all together, yeah. mm-hmm. and we don't. Because of our lack of transparency, of admitting we don't have it all together, we make ourselves look like we're on some type of pedestal, which goes in disagreement with just about every single story in the Scripture. Yeah, well, the Scripture t- commands us to bear one another's burdens, and that, that means that we're to grab a load grab the load with them it doesn't mean we take them from them right it means we share it with them but you can't help somebody with a load that you don't know exactly i mean that's uh you know growing up in the church third row third pew you know as a preacher's kid that was my seat okay yeah same thing (laughs) so you know my my sundays were and my brother and i we were always into trouble but so typically my sunday mornings were you need to sit up you need to act straight if I didn't, my mom would reach over and pinch me, you know, back in the days yeah. when you could do that and twist and it hurt. And, uh, you know, so I was trained early on that when we're at church, we are to live and be almost perfect, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a lot of our upbringing. So the other extreme is just let it all out there. But um, we're trained, you know, we, we put on the suit and we, we hold the big Bible and we walk through the doors and we smile. We get out of the car. We've been fighting and we get out of the car and now everything's rosy, you know. Uh, this is at the end of the podcast, so we're yeah. still talking about it. But the where is that balance of living transparent and not being fake? Um, I think that's for everybody to answer and to and to figure that out and find that person that they can be completely honest with. It's not doing us any good to 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 completely be in hiding, even in front of each other. And it's you don't, I don't think we'll ever truly find the balance because balance to me indicates that you got it figured out. Never. I think we'll always wrestle with it. And I do think that there are times in our lives where we're more vulnerable than than others. Mm-hmm. Probably in the in the depths of our pain, we're less vulnerable 
um, because we're we're that that's when we're we're literally more vulnerable to being hurt. And you know, our our natural response to anything is preservation. I feel led to say this here at the end. Uh, I know we're getting close to our time, but um, in our theology, we believe a sin is a sin is a sin. However, there are some sins that um, I think may hold greater weight, at least in consequences standpoint. Um, and there are people that are going to listen to this that uh, they have created their own prison, you know, with their past. And there there is some freedom and uh, being transparent about that that past. Um, big one in the church now. This is probably an, this is totally another podcast, but pornography is a big one. And uh, I would say for for the man or the woman, those stats arising that that are having an issue like that. It's finding that person. It's not standing up in the pews and saying to everybody in the church, I got this problem. It's finding that person and releasing that and and, and start getting some freedom from that. Um, ultimately, Christ and the Holy Spirit are going to bring that freedom. But a person of peace that you can be transparent with and, and uh, accountable with uh, that can guide you through this it can be a real help. To me, that's, that's a real key part of transparency. It's getting through some of these big hurdle ones. So somebody who doesn't have a safe person they can be transparent with, mm. really their first step is, I think, to pray. Lord, send mm-hmm. me somebody. Because I would, I would suspect that there's somebody else already in their circle who's praying the same exact prayer. Mm-hmm. Lord, give me somebody to be trained. And then you have to be the listener that you want them to be. AA has taught us something, and the best person to guide somebody is somebody who's already walked in those shoes and— yeah come through that so maybe that's the person finding somebody who's already been through the same type of valley that you're in that can guide you through it so let's give some final thoughts here's mine i think transparency is an absolute must if we want to live the character of jesus christ the scripture in philippians tells us that we're to consider we're not to consider ourselves better than others but we're to remain humble and teachable and have the same mind and attitude of christ jesus who thought it not Robert, right? So so his whole personhood was about being a strong servant. And his strength was his vulnerability, which is totally not the kingdom of this world. It's the kingdom of God. Mm. But I think that uh, we have more than enough examples in Scripture and in life to show that there is definitely strength and weakness. Paul said it himself. He says, I boast not in my strengths. I boast in my weaknesses yeah. because my weaknesses proclaim the goodness and the glory of Christ. So, he's strong. Yeah. so we need to be vulnerable. We need to be transparent, but we need to be wise. Not just not just say everything to everyone, yeah. but, but know when we should speak of personal things and when we should not. And give ourselves the grace to grow in that and mature in our transparency. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. That's a lot of thoughts. I know. <laughs> uh, I would sum mine, my thoughts up this way. If you are a person who is struggling with transparency, tra- transparency, if that's where your struggle is, for you, it needs to start internally. A prayer such as, God, purify me. God, clean me. Give me clean hands, a pure heart. I want my spirit and your spirit to walk together. I think for a person who is struggling with transparency, that's a great place to start is the internal working of it. And then through that, allow the Holy Spirit to work and guide you to those other people. Mm. I'd say for the 
two things really quickly. On a big level, let's just strive to not live fake. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big surface level thing, but just live authentically, not be who you are. Quit trying to be somebody else. Just don't be fake. Uh, and then for the deeper ones, the uh, the hard sins, the, the the core stuff, the skeletons in the closet stuff. That's praying about um, God helping you come through this stuff, and then that's praying, like you said, Jeff, for uh, God send me that person, send me that one that can help me navigate through this. There's freedom. There's freedom and transparency, but we got to find the person we can be transparent with. Gentlemen, as always, been a pleasure and a joy. Let's uh, put on our Star Wars shirts and come back again for the next podcast. Been a force to be with you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.